Welcome to Digging Deep, a Bocious skincare podcast featuring me, Lan Blinky. Hi everyone, it's Lan Blinky, co-creator of Bocia. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And today I've got a really fun guest with me. It's Melissa from our marketing team. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be here speaking with you and Lan. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Um, I'm sure, as you know, I like to kick off each episode with a cup of matcha. I do love a good morning cup of matcha to wake me up, right? Yes, and this morning's matcha is Uji Matcha, which comes straight from Uji, Japan. Japan. Lan, you know I love Japanese culture. You know, I'm all about those shows. I actually haven't been yet, but I'm definitely going to make it my next travel destination. And you actually went to Japan just like, what, like a few months ago, right? Uh, No, so it's kind of crazy that that was back in March. It seems so long ago, but it was seriously one of the best Japan trips I have. Um, And I always love going back every year. That sounds amazing. And I can't wait to hear more, of course. I'm always keeping up with you. Um, on Instagram, and you have that land in Japan highlight. So if you guys listening want to go watch Land's trip, be sure to tune in to the Bosha Instagram and look for land in Japan. And you actually just, you went to Tokyo for the most part, yes, right? Yes, I did. So first I went to Tokyo. I spent, I believe, three nights there. Nice. And then from there we went to Kyoto, Osaka, and then I got to spend some time with my family, and they live in Asakashi. Oh, that's so awesome. It's always great when you can to see your, when you can get to see your family. What was um, your first stop in Tokyo? Yes, so the first stop was Tokyo, and we stayed in Shinjuku. It is most known for the world's busiest railway station station. It's such a fun place. It's a very metropolitan area. Lots happening. Always people on the move. Yeah, I've actually seen it um, on TV. And I think that's where the robot restaurant is, right? That looked like so much fun. (laughs) So we were actually fortunate enough to go the first night we were in Japan. It's actually a great way to cure jet lag. Um, So we went in the evening. So it kind of forced us to stay awake. I don't even know how to explain what this robot restaurant (laughs) is. So really, even from the outside, it's crazy. It is lit up with neon lights, uh, robots moving in, non-moving. Everywhere is an Instagrammable moment. There's mirrors. Again, just lots of neon lights, crystals. Uh, You walk your way down to the basement, and that's where the actual show is. Um, When the show does start, it gets dark and then these robots literal robots that are dressed up again in neon lights costumes um just start strolling out and they perform they dance and that really goes on for about two hours wow and are there actual like human beings working there in are, the restaurant there like are, are, there, are there robots serving you absolutely so you see some humans um who actually control the robots remotely oh okay absolutely and there's actually performers who are you know also in costume they dance they do sing different songs some play instruments really just an experience of its own um if you get a chance i would google robot restaurant yeah. and really it's just a sensory overload it's a place I would recommend everyone to go once. Yeah. Um, there's also a bar, so that's a fun little area, too. You can, you know, order some drinks prior to seeing the show. But, again, just a really unique experience. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. And it's so crazy that it's, like, this advanced technology 
and we don't have anything like that here. It's What's going so, on? <laughs> yeah, it, I think it would be popular here. Right? I mean, with, you know, social media, yeah. I think it would definitely catch on. So what did you guys do after the robot restaurant? So after the robot restaurant, it ended pretty late, so we called it a night. Um, we went mm-hmm. back to our hotel, and the next morning we did have a pretty jam-packed schedule. First. So the first thing we did the following morning is we went to the Chiba factory. So this is Funkel's factory. Again, Funkel is our parent company, but this is is one of their many factories where they do produce skincare products. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, what did you guys actually get to do? Are you guys, you know, touching formulas? Are you guys, like, visiting the, the factory? Are you guys, like, making things? Like, what's going on? Yeah, great question. So, it was definitely a factory, so we didn't get to touch the formulas, but we got to go through every single floor and see what their filling and production looks like. So, at Funkel, everything is done in a clean environment, similar to how our products are produced, yep. so there is no human touch. So, everything is automated. All the rooms where the products are being filled has a positive airflow. What that means means is that constantly the air is moving in the room and in fact the location where the products are being filled is classified as pharmaceutical grade so it is clean enough to actually make uh, to actually produce uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Oh, that's so crazy. Absolutely. Is that where you guys were wearing um, not yes. space suits but it looks it, like a legit space suit. It really does and that is actually what the employees must wear to enter in these uh filling locations. And even before they put the uniform on, they go through another positive flow air room, negative flow air room, just making sure any small particles of dust is being brushed off. Then they dress up completely in those outfits and then they go into... Oh my God. So they're taking like three showers, essentially. Oh, wow. Those spacesuits, they really do bring a whole new meaning (laughs) to the word clean, right? Exactly. Definitely. And then after we visited the Chiba factory, we got a little bit of free time. So what we love to always do in Japan is um, seeing what the trend is. We did Mm -hmm. some competitive shopping. So we went to Harajuku, which was always such a fun pleasure for me. Um, We went to Takeshita Street, which is the main street Uh um, in Harajuku. So again, we saw some really interesting products, um, just inspiration from Japanese culture. It was just really interesting to see um, also in Harajuku how there are Places set up for people to take Instagram pictures. Oh, wow. Um, so that, too, is definitely Very evolving. social media. Absolutely. Friendly. So yeah. Harajuku, I mean, when I think of that, I think of fashion. I think, you know, right? I think of, definitely. like, the cool doll fashion. Is that... Oh, is that absolutely true. Yes, and unfortunately, we didn't get to go on a Sunday, but Sunday is usually when all the Harajuku girls come out. Oh, wow! So you have some that are really into goth, some that are into Lolita doll outfits, but it really is a scene, um, and they love to be out there visible. So Sunday is a good day to go to oh, Harajuku. Wow. Good but to know. even for us, I'm not gonna lie, you know, we bought some sneakers. Um, and what's so great about Harajuku is they're so fashion forward. And you find really, really cool things, but um, it's so affordable. For example, oh, the shoes I bought was like $25. Oh, the white sneakers. Yes, yeah, and so, so it's, awesome. it's so much fun because it's not something you see and you're like, oh, maybe one day. But um, no, it's, it's like, really just, approachable. Just and, do it. I like that. Everyone kind of dresses to their the beat of their own drum, I guess, for lack of a better. Exactly. Metaphor. Yeah, everything kind of goes there. That's so cool. I love that. 
All right, so then after Harajuku, what did you guys end up doing? So for dinner, um, we had some sushi. Nice. Um, that was really great. We had omakase, which is usually when you let the chef uh, select you know, what oh, fish you're going to have. So he decides awesome. what order. Yeah, it was um, it was delicious. That's brave. It was great. Yeah, it was totally, totally amazing. Oh, cool. And then the next morning, um, we woke up early and headed out to Yokohama where uh, Funko's R&D facility is. So this is a facility where all their scientists, dermatologists, and doctors Ooh. work. This is where innovation is created, and they're constantly looking for new formats, new formulas. There's definitely a lot of technology and research mm -hmm. that goes behind it. We were so fortunate that uh, Funko shared with us some innovations they're working on in the upcoming years, what's also trending in Japan, and um, yeah, what the future looks like for Funko. That's super cool. And Funko is, you know, it's really well known out it there, is. right? It's like the authority. Absolutely. It is a huge company um, on the Tokyo Stock Exchange. Funko actually stands for fine chemical, but I do think there is a little bit of um, language mm -hmm. um, barrier there, but definitely a well-known company there. Um, they're so uh, known for their mild cleansing oil and for their face washes Oh, as well. that's so great. So then what did you guys end up doing um, after Funkel? Yes, so after we left the R&D facility, Funkel also has a flagship store in oh. Ginza. So Ginza is essentially uh, Fifth Avenue, uh, like in New York, so wow. it is a very prestigious location. But they have a nine-story flagship store um, starting with different types of consultations that they wow. give their customers. Some are actually provided for free. So they do a biomarker test. What that is is they put a really advanced adhesive mm -hmm. on your skin, and once they rip that off, they're able to analyze what your skin is missing, uh, what it needs more of. What? So those were the type of activities we got to do. And what's so amazing is once our test results came back, which only took about an hour, Mm -hmm. um, they will formulate skincare based on your skin needs. Wow. So that was really, really amazing. That's so crazy. That's super innovative. I Abs wish we had that here. Absolutely. I need to go visit Funkel. Clearly. That's amazing. Wow, that sounds like such a great time, and I'm sure you guys learned, like, we did. a bunch. We did, yes. So, like, tell me. Of course. What, and then... What was your, what was your skin? So, <laughs> my skin, um, I think I had some opportunities okay. with uh, hyperpigmentation. Like that word. Um, dark spots. Yeah. And I think there is... Um, Definitely signs of aging, so fine lines and wrinkles. Okay. Another thing Funkel is known for really is this 360 degree approach to beauty. Mm. So they also create supplements. They also have germinated brown rice, different things to really help your skin um, glow and to be at its best. Mm -hmm. So those were some of the other activities we got to do. Oh. We got to taste some of their um, house-made um, fruit juices, which has organic kale. That's so crazy. So that's really great. Um, we also did a little section, um, and this is a free service, where they text your, uh, sorry, they test your flexibility, your level of stress. So really is geared toward the entire wellness. Mm -hmm. um, of course, skincare being a big focus, mm -hmm. but um, so many different things. They actually have an oxygen chamber there, which you're allowed to go in um, for about, I think it's 45 minutes to wow. an hour. But it it is pressurized, so uh -huh. um, your ears pop, but you get to breathe oxygen, and that again is supposed to help relax and just really overall better your wow. wellness. Wow, this sounds like a 
full on like wellness experience, like inside and out. That's amazing. Yes. I love that. So every floor provides a, a different, different service, mm-hmm. and then they're shopping obviously at the very bottom floor, and then just depending on what floor you are on, maybe it's a supplement section. They do have supplements mm-hmm. there, so on and so forth. That's so great. Mm-hmm. So what did you guys end up doing after Funkel? So after Funkel, we went to dinner with some of our Funkel colleagues, and oh, they cool. actually took us to a restaurant where um, their main food that they serve is crab. So I never had crab served, you know, 10 different ways. But, you know, we had it tempura styled. um, We had it sashimi styled. Oh, wow. So it was a really fun experience. And again, it's just, yeah, getting to um, immerse ourselves in the culture culture, and just chat about, you know, skincare and what's happening in Japan. Yeah, and I'm sure you miss, you know, going back and seeing that. So that must have been so great for you. Yeah, every time I go back, it's... um, I don't know, maybe because I was born and raised there, but, you know, it, it really just kind of feels like home, home. to me, so mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that I get to go back. Yeah, and then after that, did you guys end up going to Kyoto? Yes, Kyoto? so the next day, we woke up early again, mm-hmm. um, and then we took the bullet train to Kyoto. That's about a two-and-a-half, three-hour train, bullet train ride. Wow. So, yeah, that was great. Actually, there's a funny picture of me masking on Oh, my gosh, yes, I saw that. You were, like, the, and you were, like, the only female we were. on the it train, was, and nobody looked absolutely, <laughs> and nobody cared that you were just, like, I'm going to mask. That's so yeah, funny. it was actually really fun, and we got to see Mount Fuji on the train ride, oh, so that amazing. was a pretty successful um, trip to Kyoto. And then once we got to Kyoto, we really hit the pavement running. Mm-hmm. We had an amazing driver who knew, you know, all the secret locations in Kyoto. What I mean by that is uh, cherry blossoms were just about to bloom, but he knew, oh, there's this one tree in front of the temple. I have to take you. And so he really was accommodating. And then, of course, we got to see the Golden Pavilion, which just on its own, um, every time I see it, I get goosebumps. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, again, one of those... um, Yeah, those things that you have to go and experience. (laughs) Uh, It's hard for me to articulate, but again, just really beautiful. You get goosebumps. It's just hard to believe that. And why is it called the Golden Pavilion? Yes, so the actual villa building itself is covered in gold leaf. So there is two floors, and when you do see it, it is definitely a showstopper. I mean, when I say gold leaf, it's You mean gold. I mean gold. And it also sits um, on this beautiful pond, and they make the water a little muddy so you can see the reflection really well. Wow. Oh, that is dedication. That is dedication to their craft. And it's actual... Gold. Oh, like how? Like how gold. can we? How, how can, can we? we right. I feel like we need something out here in the <laughs> Let's let's figure it out. We can, we can discuss. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, after the Golden Pavilion, what did you guys end up doing? After yes. That? So after the Golden Pavilion, we went to Arashimaya. This is actually one of my favorite places in Kyoto. Uh-huh. This is where the bamboo forest um, lies, mm-hmm. and it's just this really scenic nature. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful, peaceful. There is a river that runs by it, um, and you can go up the little mountain. Very scenic, but again, um, just really peaceful. Um, and some people come here to practice forest bathing, which is also known as shinrin yoku. Um, and that's okay. really the idea that you know, being out in nature, being one with nature. It's going to help reduce stress, increase your wellness, and just really is a great reset for, you know, those busy days. Yeah, so you're not actually 
bathing in water. No. You're bathing. You're just kind of. You're just like you're taking just, the forest. Exactly. In. All right. So that makes that makes sense. So did you guys practice your forest forest bathing when you were there? You know, we did as much as we can, but um, <laughs> you know, we always needed to get that content. Yes. <laughs> so it was kind of hard to be in the moment. But mm-hmm. there were definitely. Moments where, you know, you just got to look around and appreciate, wow, I'm really here. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. It has those, like, gorgeous bamboo trees, right? Those yes. are super tall. so pretty. So awesome. I'm I so know. jealous. Sounds like so much fun. So what did you guys do after your little forest session? So after a forest session, we went and checked into our yokan, which is known as a traditional Japanese hotel. Oh, cool. So in Japan, traditionally, um, People don't sleep in beds. They sleep in futons. So these are what I like to call, they're really, really comfortable, mm-hmm. almost like duvet comforters okay. that you lay on the ground and you sleep, and then you have another second part that oh. you cover yourself. reason why they do that is because space is so limited in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you bring that out at night, you you know, you sleep on it, and in the morning you just put it away so it gives you more room. But my whole mm-hmm. point was this is the type of hotel it's we more stayed traditional. at. It was absolutely okay. traditional. And then another amazing treat we had was uh, we got to actually have dinner with geishas. Yes, so how this worked is um, we arranged it through um, our travel agency, but essentially the ryokan we were staying allows geishas to come and perform. So they actually came to our room. Um, You know, in the beginning, we were a little bit nervous (laughs) because we didn't know what to expect. Um, But they were super, super friendly. You know, they started out by pouring us drink, mm-hmm. asking us, you know, where are we from, what part of America, you know, what are we here for. So they made us really comfortable. And then from there, um, we just kind of couldn't help ourselves but ask them questions. Of course. Um, and it's just so interesting to hear. So one of the geisha, actually, she was still a Maiko. Maiko is a geisha in, in training. training. Cool. So she did let us know that she decided to leave her family when she was about 15. Oh, wow. In the past, geishas were typically off from Kyoto area, but now in modern age, it is hard to find Kyoto natives, so Mm -hmm. it really is opened up nationwide to Japan. So she's not natively from Kyoto, Mm -hmm. but moved to Kyoto Mm -hmm. and decided to start her um, practices and becoming a geisha. So we asked her what inspired her, and she said that she actually had an aunt Mm -hmm. that was a geisha, and ever since, you know, she was in kindergarten, this is something she wanted to do. So it's years of practice. They learn everything from dancing, mm-hmm. singing, um, specific uh, art form with yeah. their fans. So a lot of training goes into mm-hmm. it. Um, an interesting fact I heard was um, she only does her hair about once a week, and she does sleep on a little wooden stool. So that's where her neck goes because her hair is something that she cannot like mess touch up, up every oh day. So she had to – yeah, they all had to train on sleeping on these, like – little wooden stools so their hair doesn't get messed up absolutely and the makeup application again Mm -hmm. another you know huge process in learning um we did ask her about double cleansing that is absolutely true (laughs) um and really if you see some of the pictures Mm -hmm. the type of makeup they use is not anything we're accustomed to it's really really thick really hard Mm. to remove we're not talking Um, like foundations you're no i mean it's 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 thick, thick makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, So she kind of, you know, explained um, her ritual there. But Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely taking really delicate care of her skin. She said most of the times her appointments could be done anywhere, you know, from midnight to one. She would then take, you know, an hour, hour and a half removing all that makeup 
then go to sleep, and then it all starts again the next day. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically, Micos in training, they only get two days off a month. And I asked her, you know, what do you like to do on your free time? And she said, no joke, um, she loves to wear Western clothing (laughs) and eat fast food, go to McDonald's, Starbucks. That's so funny. That's what. It's like a regular. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But what's also interesting is they don't have uh, cell phones, no social media. She did say um, even to see her family, it's usually just once a year around New Year's. So it really is um, a lot of dedication Mm -hmm. and so much passion goes behind it. And when they did go into their performance, I mean, you could tell the dance move she did, every flick of the wrist mm-hmm. had a meaning, um, every arm gesture. So it is such a mm-hmm. um, artistic mm-hmm. Um, performance. Yeah. And it was really great. And then, you know, we got to have some fun, so we played some games with them. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we laughed a lot. And then we told them we work for a skincare company, so we actually ended up giving them some of our indigo eye cream. Oh, wow. And our denim Look jacket, and they were really, really I'm sure, excited. Oh, I'm sure she was excited about that denim jacket. Oh, I'm sure she's, she's wearing it on her day off. Day off at McDonald's. Exactly. That's so much fun. What would you say, just in case people don't know, what would you say the definition of a geisha is? I think it's someone who um, really perfected the um, arts mm-hmm. um, when it comes to entertaining. Okay. So I think, um, you know, they have to know how to play the shamisen, which is kind of a traditional Japanese guitar-like mm-hmm. harp. Um, also singing, um, again, dancing. I think they also do um, flower arrangements, calligraphy. Oh, that's so awesome. So just literally everything artistic. you got to be a professional. That sounds exactly. amazing. And her, her whole process, her, like, training and since she was 15 and sleeping on the wooden thing. It's a that's lot intense. of dedication. That, yeah. Wow. That's really extremely, extremely impressive. So after you guys hung out with the geishas, um, what did you guys do after that? Um, so we kind of wrapped up our night. What was really great about the ryokan we were staying mm-hmm. is um, they did have these onsen baths. So these are hot springs. Mm, um, so I definitely got to take a nice hot spring bath. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And really just um, wound down for the night. And we knew the next day was going to be really busy. Oh, great. So um, tell me, did you guys... So I've seen in movies, it's this really popular red... Shrine. Yes. It's like going down a hallway. Kind yes. Of stuff, but it's outside. We definitely went there. And it's called the Fushimi Inari Shrine. Mm-hmm. And what's so amazing is, like you see in the picture, there mm-hmm. are, I think, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shrines. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's a hike. You could take probably two hours to walk the whole facility. Oh my God. Oh, I thought it was just like a little no, section. It from goes what up I've a seen. mountain. Yeah. And there's all different shapes and sizes. of those red shrines you see Um, and then really cool too in the entrance something I was um, explaining was in Japan they fold um, cranes for good luck Mm -hmm. and for wishes to come true but here at this temple we literally saw thousands Thousands. and thousands of cranes where people came and they made prayers Um, but yeah just such a fun place to walk around it's also really fun um, to people watch especially (laughs) now with social media they were oh we spot so many um, influencers (laughs) oh wow with their whole camera yeah their whole crew that's so great it's such like an iconic red shrine I feel like it's just that's what I think of when I think of Kyoto is like that famous 
shrine. That's Definitely. so awesome. And yeah. the cranes. And I mean, if you guys don't know who are listening, land your grandma. Sends yes, us cranes. She does. On the regular. She, my grandma does make origami cranes. That's amazing. Yeah. And then, so also, the Fushimi, Fushimi Inari, if I'm saying yes, that correct. Yes, that's correct. Inari, that, doesn't that mean something? Yes, it uh, means Japanese? the Shinto god of rice. Oh, nice. Awesome. And then, was there anything else that you guys saw over there? Yes, yeah, so there are um, these fat fox statues that sit at the front of the sta- uh, the shrine, and they're really there to um, guard and also to be Inari's messengers. So that's why they are all around the location. That's so great. So was there anything else you guys did after Kyoto? You know, one thing that was really fun, and I never really formally got to do this, was we did a kimono fitting. So we actually got to wear official kimonos, mm-hmm. had it uh, put on the proper way. And then we went right into a official matcha tea ceremony. Nice. So that was, of course, just so inspiring. Mm-hmm. And again, um, just was really interesting to see the level of attention yeah. and detail that is put into these tea ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Another fun fact we learned was that um, still in this day and age, only males are allowed to be the grand tea masters. So I hope that oh. changes. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know that. Wow. Yeah, that was really interesting. But they do hold very high positions. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, they're still males. But, oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Hopefully we can get... Female, land, I think, you know, you could do it. You got to. Right. You do not have to. Um, cool. So anything else? I mean, it sounds like such an amazing jam-packed trip, clearly. So jam-packed. And then after Kyoto, we did spend one night in Osaka. Osaka mm-hmm. is another fun city. Um, it's a huge metropolitan uh, city as well. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to think of it as, um, like, New York versus L.A. So that's kind of like Tokyo oh, and Osaka okay. definitely are the two um, larger cities. Mm-hmm. In Japan, but um, that was really fun. We did again some more competitive shopping, mm-hmm. um, got to explore the city, and yeah, it was a fantastic time. Oh gosh, that's so crazy! And how was your family? And then that was, yeah, another highlight of my trip. So, once we did wrap up our official work trip in Osaka, I did go get to see my grandmother and mm-hmm. my aunt and my cousin. Aww. So, that was really nice. Um, they're all doing great. My grandma did make some more cranes for me <laughs> yes. to take back. Yes. Um, she does do that. I think it really started out as a hobby once mm-hmm. my grandfather passed away, but just a really mm-hmm. good way for her to keep active. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, with my aunt, I love talking skincare with her. Of course. So she did let me know some cool things that are happening there. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. Um, but overall, just such an honor and so grateful that um, I get to see my family there. Also got to see my best friend from first grade. So that was really nice to keep in touch with her as well. That's so crazy that you have been able to keep up with somebody, you know, who's literally, I don't know how far it is, but like hundreds of thousands, thousands of miles. miles. Yeah. That's so crazy. What a great friendship, though, that you guys have been able to keep in contact. Yeah, so it so, was really good to see So, you. like, you know, when do you think you're going to go back? Yeah, definitely next year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do do this every year. It's mm-hmm. an annual trip. So I think next year, probably springtime, 2020. And who knows? We may bring some of our Bosha besties oh this time. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That sounds so amazing. So moving right along, last week we talked about J-Beauty and we received a question from Bianca. Thank you so much for writing in, Bianca. So she asked, I love learning more about J-Beauty. It's so interesting to see how simple methods can contribute to great skin. 
What would you say is your absolute favorite J Beauty learning out of all of them? So that's a great question. There's so many different J Beauty methods, but for me, and one that really works for me is double cleansing. Double cleansing, again, is the act of using an oil-based cleanser first to remove your makeup, dirt, debris, sunscreen, and then following up with a water-based cleanser, which really is the first time your skin is being cleansed. What's so amazing about double cleanse is not only are you getting your skin to be clean, but you're going to maximize the efficacy and the benefits of any additional serums, toners, moisturizer you're going to apply to your face. So that also is going to impact um, you having great skin. Amazing. All right, now it's time for why they love it. And this week comes from Celeste C. This is on the BB cream. I'm already obsessed with this. I never really use foundation, but this BB cream is the perfect medium in between a light moisturizer and concealer for your entire face. I have some veins that show on my cheeks and usually just apply concealer multiple times throughout the day. It cuts down time getting ready in the morning by half. It honestly feels like nothing's there, which is perfect for summer. Thank you so much for your review, Celeste. Yeah, thank you so much, Celeste and Lynn. I think you know what time it is. Yes, I think (laughs) it's time for a giveaway. So today, one lucky winner will receive all four moods of her Skin Perfecting BB Cream Broad Spectrum SPF 30 and a Blendjet Personal Blender. All you have to do to enter is follow Bosha and me, Land Blinky, on Instagram and leave a comment on our post from today, May 31st, and tell us your favorite Bosha product. This giveaway is domestic only and will announce the winners on June 5th. I really hope all of you guys enjoyed listening to this episode about my annual Japan trip. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll talk to you again next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.